ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 13 of the Game Gravy Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Anthony, along here with my co-host, Michael. Hey, what's up? And I am also a host, too. I'm not your co-host. Come on. Oh, no, you're my co-host. You're like my Robin. <laughs> what is up with that? <laughs> I'm Batman. All right, but, go, go ahead. So, <laughs> Sorry. Enough uh, comic book talk right now. Let's uh, let's jump into what we've been playing. Um, All right. I've been playing a horror game, which is kind of out of my element. I normally don't play horror games. I, I don't really like scary stuff. So um, I, I've been playing this game from Curve Digital and... Um, Jasper Byrne, and, and the game's name is Lone Survivor. It's the director's cut, and it's for the Wii U. Um, what they did was basically they took survival horror and they brought it to a 16-bit element, which is kind of unique because we, I, there was really no survival horror games back in you know the 8-bit or 16-bit days. Mm-hmm. So it's it's nice to see them you know use an old graphic style and kind of take you know a newer genre and, and release it in the old style of gaming. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of like if you ever well I guess there was Maniac Mansion I guess like you could say it's survival horror but it reminds yeah. me of Maniac Mansion a little bit and and it also like uh, like Prince of Persia or Flashback those kind of games but it definitely controls and plays a lot better than those games um, I would say think Resident Evil but in a 2D game because it even has like you could aim up to do headshots or or aim at their chest um what was that I didn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, so you, you, you start off in this apartment building. You're an unnamed guy, and you wake up in the middle of the zombie apocalypse. You have no clue what's going on. So you kind of start piecing together what's going on, or even actually piecing together and getting more confused on what's going on. As you meet survivors um, who also don't know what's going on, and then you, you come across zombies. There's a couple different ways you can get by the zombies. You can kill all of them, or you can use... A rotting meat that you find to lure them to eat, and then you could kind of like That's sneak funny. past them. Uh, yeah, there, there's there's like little areas where you can sneak past them, um, and, and to get by. Then there there's uh you can warp across around the apartment complex by using the mirrors and that that's a quick way to get home um th- there's a lot of micromanaging in the game that kind of makes it a little tedious that that's like really my only complaint with the game what other than that it's really good um well you have to eat you have to sleep you have to take pills oh, so wow. it, it yeah it's kind of like the sims meets <laughs> survival horror um if if you don't go to sleep when you get tired you start um like you, you hallucinating you know, it's, it, <laughs> yeah you do and awesome. um, also, like, you, if you don't eat, like, he'll keep saying, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And, like, it, it, it just gets really irritating after a while. <laughs> so, That's I guess funny, it's... Though. Can you kill zombies yeah, or do you I have to avoid them? Of... The which ones? Can you kill the zombies in there or, or can you avoid them? Oh, yeah, you, you, can, you, can, you can kill them. Okay. If you, if you shoot them in the chest, it's, like, three or four shots. If you headshot them, it's, like, one or two. Okay. So, that... And, and you have ammo. So, if you run out of ammo, you can't... Like you, you have to wait till you find more ammo to kill him. So it's you don't have like unlimited ammo. It's it's very micromanaging like in that uh, in that aspect mm-hmm. where you know that you have to find food, you have to find the pills, you have to find ammo, you have to find your gun. Even at the beginning, you could only I mean, sneak by him until it's you It's like find every it. other survivor horror game or survival horror well, game. Yeah, I guess I guess Resident. Yeah, but Resident Evil so like generous with ammo. Like you they never are. run out of ammo. <laughs> Unless you're playing on, like, the harder difficulties. And herbs. Yeah. 
well, I guess, yeah, I guess your food kind of works and sleeping works as your herb in this game. So, yeah, it takes a lot from that, but it's it's unique seeing it in the um, in the 8-bit or the 16-bit style. Uh, it, it's nice also, you know, the, the the way the layout is. It They have a map, it, so that, like, helps it be a little less confusing because if it didn't have a map, it'd be kind of weird because, um, like, like I was talking about last week with Ballpoint Universe, mm-hmm. you, you can go into doors that are either in the front round or the background and you move into a different room, so it's oh, like... Oh, okay. It, so is it yeah, like that with this with the mirrors? Like, you can go in the foreground and background? No, the mirrors uh, just warp you from room to room. They're kind of like checkpoints. Oh, okay. Um, the the you just go through doors to get like that, but it's it's like like I know you were asking last week if it was like mutant muds, but it's not. It's like it's you actually move the whole screen to like if you open the door and go in, you go into that room and it like moves that okay. and then you're in the. I see. But but it's like in a 3D plane again. It's like using that Z axis, so it's 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 weird that I'm seeing games use that a lot more like that style of. It's interesting to to look at while you're transitioning. I think that's why people are doing it. Yeah, it's and I think it's like people are trying to find new ways to use two D games, and that seems to be a, a good way to um, where you can still make a game two D, but it still has like a three D feel, kind of. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so the other game I've been playing is from Swing Swing Submarine and published <laughs> by Nico Entertainment, and it's called Tetrabot and Company or in co I'm guessing it's company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a sequel to a game that came out. It was on Xbox Live Indie, and I want to say it was on PC and like Steam and stuff like that. might have been in mobile as well, but it was called um, All Blocks Matter, and that was like a 2D platformer where you played as Tetrabot, and um, Tetrabot could... You know, he could suck in um, blocks and then make four more blocks to, to help get by the platforming areas. Well, in this game, I, I kind of made mention to that because it kind of it, it kind of makes sense if you know what the story of this game is. Then, so um, everyone that bought Tetrabots, basically in the world in their make-believe pretend world, um, they were having issues with their Tetrabots. So in this <laughs> game, um, the, uh, one of the girls, a ma- named Maya, she makes. A, a bot called a psychobot, and the psychobot can go actually inside Tetrabot and clean up Tetrabot and fix them. So it's it's a like you're a mini it's robot like a mini inside game. a robot, huh? Is it like a mini game within a game? No, you don't actually. It's it's just like it's a sequel to oh. the first game. Oh, I see. It, it's a full game, but the, in this game you're kind of, you're fixing the Tetrabot from the first game. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I. I was thinking about it in a different way. The way you you described that, I was thinking kind of like you know, like Bowser's Inside Story. How you go inside Bowser? I was thinking, oh, it's cool. It's like a mini game. You fix that robot and jump inside of him <clears throat> to fix things. No, the whole game's based around being inside him and fixing him. That makes more sense now. Yeah, and and so each each level's pretty cool. It's um it's set up and it's it's a this time it's a puzzle game and not a not a platformer. So what you can do is you go around and you can there's like they like use every single kind of control scheme you can think of on the Wii U, which is actually pretty neat. You can either do touch screen, you can use Wii Remote, or you can do like the um, analog stick buttons if you wanted to. So you can do any of those three, and each one of them kind of has its own um, unique feel to it. The game it was on mobile as well, so the touch screen to me works the best. Um, you can kind of point where you want to go. You can point to the blocks that you want to um, 
suck in and then you can shoot them out as well and th th your main purpose is to go through the levels and collect these little bits of data I, th I think they are I don't know they're like these little gold bits and like when you should complete them it like un unlocks um, a little video for you to watch mm -hmm. or um, some screens for you to see and and it, it furthers the story with the blocks oh, cool. so uh, yeah so the, like they're really challenging to get though um, the, the one of the cool elements of the game is that when you shoot the block at another block that's the same block because there's like a sand block a wood block a, a stone block um, they'll they'll actually stick to them so that like helps the puzzle um, the puzzle element of the game cool yeah and the the levels the way they're set up it's it, if um, it's kind of hard to explain but you're kind of in rooms like you you know how the old Zelda game um, I'm talking about the original one. Like, it would be, like, one screen, you walk through a door, then it moves to a different screen. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, NES it, It's style. like that, where you're, go you're going through... You're going through pipes, though. And, and like, you're... Go like... <clears throat> sorry. You're going through pipes to get to each room, and then each room may have its own puzzle that you have to solve, or, it, you know, you could just be passing through to get to another room. That's kind of um, cool, though. Yeah, I like how the backtracking method, and you can still, like, move forward and progress, but, like... Yeah, yeah, and then you, you'll flip switches that might unlock stuff from you know earlier in the level, so you have to venture back so you can go get that gold piece because you flipped the switch to go that get it. That means a lot of it, uh, a lot of uh, not, like problem solving, pretty much, and uh, puzzles. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, and and it's it's cool because it's they they leave it so that like they'll show you like a, a gold piece, and then you're like, oh, okay, I don't even like how am I gonna go get that? <laughs> but then like you, you move. Like, I you like move, games like, that six do that. They, they challenge you right off the bat, you know. Oh yeah, then you'll move like six rooms forward, and then you'll be like, oh, there's a switch that opens this back there. So then you hit the switch, and then you go back like six rooms, and you can get the piece. So it's it, you kind of have to remember where you've been and what you've been looking at as well. I can see you That's getting like thing. just like absorbed by this game and like spending hours on it oh yeah i i was i, I was really <laughs> enjoying it i'm gonna i'm gonna try to have my review up on the site um tomorrow for it i've, I've already started writing it okay. um it, it's a lot uh, it's probably be easier for you for you know the listeners to go actually read the review if they're interested in it it's really hard to explain like in words you know talking about it it's a lot easier if i could write it down and <laughs> get it out it, it's, yeah totally it's a lot and, less and plus i'll be able to see photos that go along with it when you publish that i'll link it to this uh podcast uh in the next yeah i was trying so. i know um the host uh jeff that's usually on here with us he's been he's reviewing it for nintendo fever and i told i was telling him about it when i first got it and i'm like oh man you gotta try this game it's actually really cool so he's like he he was playing it today and he texted me he's like man you're right this game is actually really awesome so nice. it you know I, like it's it's weird though because like it seems like the the longer i've been playing games and i i've just like i love puzzle games and and it's like you know when you first start playing games you like more of the action stuff well, but yeah. it's, you know puzzle games i i see myself always going back to puzzle games and they're not, they're nice in like single serving sessions. So well, it's like they get you to uh, critically think, and then you feel rewarded after you like solve the puzzle. So you're kind of like yeah, and you, you could know. and you could do one or two puzzles and then shut it down, and you still feel like you've accomplished something. Yeah, exactly. That that I like like that it was able to save where you're at, and you can just jump back into it later. I hate like, at least recently, I hate games that like require you to play it for like a solid hour or two before you can hit like a checkpoint or some sort of milestone where you could be like all right i'll stop now <laughs> yeah just, i agree it's annoying but um but yeah i i can segue into um my game that i've been playing and i say that singular 
because I have been so busy but so consumed by this game. And it's the Telltale game, uh, uh, The Wolf Among Us. Um, the review that I put up on the site recently is of episode three, A Crooked Mile. And I'd have to say, episode three, um, have you played through any of the episodes? Um, I beat the first one. I haven't played anything after that. Okay. Well, I won't get into anything. Obviously, I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone. Um, and my review is posted online, and I'll link it in this podcast notes. But um, I will have to say, this is a pretty memorable episode. A lot of things happen, and... Um, the Crooked Mile pretty much sets up, uh, sets you up with like legitimate consequences. I I feel like um, to the actions that you take, or that you will take, and that you have taken. So personally, to me, that's exciting, and I think it's fun um, because when a character, when you get that flash at the top of the screen, it says they'll remember that. You're like, crap, did I do the right thing? I'll be thinking about <laughs> it later on and be like, I wonder if I did what would happen if I did it differently. <laughs> you know? See, like. Something like that would bug the crap out of me because I always like I I'm such like a completionist. Yeah, but there's no right like, or wrong way. That's the thing. See, I I don't like what there's no right or wrong though. Like I that's what I bugs like me it. about like Fable and in the uh, there's a, a couple other games like that like Fallout where it's just like you make a decision and then it like kind of like alters the game and you're just like yeah. oh well what if I what what if I don't like the way it altered the game and like now I'm not enjoying my play session anymore because I'm worrying if 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 I no, made the right no. choice or not. I, I feel like that you adjust the way you play it. Then that's that's how you do it. If you aren't liking how it's going, you start acting differently in the decisions in the decisions that you make, and because you can clearly see them start to take uh, shape in front of you. Um, I think that this episode too was uh, like paced along pretty nicely. Um, I was on the edge of my seat for most of this episode trying to be like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Oh, who are these uh, Who are these new people that are coming in? Um, there was a pretty, like, there was a surprising encounter um, that's in the middle of it. Um, I'm not going to really talk about too much, but it kind of like, the whole situation kind of blew me away a bit. And I was just like, this is crazy that they're able to put all this in here and you have to react super quick to it. Um, so that's, I don't know, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, I think like Telltale's like up their game when it comes to storytelling, like it's Absolutely. with the Walking Dead and the Wolf Among Us. Um, I, I mean, I was always a fan of their games beforehand, but I feel like since they're really story driven, anyways, I've, I really feel like they've done a better job putting stories together in their games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will have to say though, I noticed that in this episode that they give you a lot more time to make decisions because there are some heavy and impactful choices that need to be made. And I'm like, Oh, what do I do? Like, I'm like staring at the screen. I'm like, crap, I have to decide the counter sticking down. So that was appreciated. So I don't know. I did like that. And also this review is for the Xbox one and officially, uh, Xbox one and PS4, all the episodes are out now, um, for the next gen system. So you can get those. Obviously we got, we got press releases, so we were able to review it a little earlier. I was trying to finish them all. In fact, I did beat the game in total, all five episodes, but I've only written up to, um, episode three right now and I'm working on episode four. I should have the next two done, hopefully within the week. So, uh, but yeah, that's pretty nice. much it. With with that, do you want me to um, segue into news here? Yeah, let's go ahead and start talking about some of the news that we that's come out over the past week. All right. So I was excited today because I I love Grand Theft Auto V. It was a really fun game. I played it a couple times actually. Did you uh, Did you play that all the way through? I've never even played it. Are you freaking kidding me? 
Seriously. Oh, no, I'm not kidding through, you. I've never even played it. <clears throat> reach through the phone, smack you around a bit. So <laughs> <laughs> Grand Theft Auto V is, is really awesome. I loved it. <clears throat> great music, great action, great story. Um, And I was excited because today Rockstar Games and their Newswire released some news that they're going to be doing a, uh, a collector's edition original soundtrack uh, that's going to be coming out. And... It's pretty much in celebration of the Grand Theft Auto V game coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and PC in, in its higher-res mode. Um, so it's going to be on both CD and vinyl, which is going to be awesome. And it's got about, what does it say, about 59 tracks. Um, and there's new content from the radio stations that they're putting on here, which is really awesome because... I love listening to the banter while I'm playing the game in, on the radio, so now I can enjoy it at home or while I'm in the car and actually feel like I'm in Grand Theft Auto. I just can't get out of my car and start beating people up and hijacking their cars. So, <laughs> yeah, know. that was always one of my more like um, you know the the more things I liked about the game was the soundtrack. Like I always felt like they did a really good job putting together the radio stations. They actually sound like you're listening to radio stations. I mean, my favorite, cause you know, I, I love eighties music. It's still vice city. I love the music. Selection oh yeah. Vice city. I mean, um, the, the extent of what this comes with too, it comes with a vinyl, comes with a CD. There's like six vinyl records in total. There's a color booklet. There's a lithograph poster. Um, you get an awesome designed, uh, box that looks like it's pretty much handmade. And you get um, a gold brick-shaped uh, USB that drive that has, like, you know, artwork posters. And it's, I don't know, the, the package is all, like, a die cut, like, designed really, really nicely. So there's some good stuff in there. Um, you mentioned something else that they're adding, like, first-person or some, some first-person element yes, to this, too. Yes, in the PS4, Xbox One, and the PC versions of the re-release, it, there's going to be a first-person mode where you can play through the whole game in first-person. I wonder how that would Which, actually be. I might be tempted to do that just for fun to see what it looks like. Well, I think it'll definitely bring a different um, a different genre of gamer to it because I think one of the bigger complaints for people that you know strictly play first person games is they don't like the third person shooting. Well, now That's you know kind of cuts that out. Yeah, but how does the driving work? Because like, well, you, you always had the option to be first person in driving. Yeah, but do like do. You, in the first person mode, do you like get an external view still, or is it just an only first person? You're like driving. I see. I don't know. You'd, I'd have to do research on that, but that would be I interesting would to see if it's all con- strictly first person. Because I can see it being challenge, like very challenging. I'm gonna have to look into that for sure. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, another piece of news that came out. This is more PC stuff, but uh, Facebook. I mean, Oculus. See what I did there. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, I see what you did. <laughs> yeah, they said that their new VR uh, virtual reality uh, headsets are going to be coming to consumers a lot sooner. Now we have a couple of these in for like beta testing and game testing and stuff like that, but like it's not out to the general public. You have to pay for a developer's kit right now. Um, and they came out and said it's probably only going to be months away now that Oculus Rift is going to be the HD at least the whole thing is going to be released to the public. Now. To me, that's pretty exciting because that means some developers may change the way they make games to make it more compatible. They're already doing that on Steam. Like, a lot of games are, are Oculus Rift compatible already. So if you have it on your PC, you're good to go. I've already done reviews before with the Oculus Rift. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Well, did they, did they have a price point? 
Um, they don't. I mean, the developer kit is 200 bucks, so I don't know if it's going to be cheaper than that. Uh, I assume they would make it cheaper so it's more accessible because they want to get these in people's hands. You know what I mean? That's a lot cheaper than I thought they would. They would uh, price point they would hit at. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be like. I feel like, like the Morpheus was... the, for the PlayStation Four. Like, I feel like the Morpheus is going to be like five or six hundred dollars. It's going to be absolutely ridiculous. Um, Oculus yeah. kind of has that. It's more like an open source kind of vibe. You're paying for like HD, you know, virtual hardware that you're putting over your eyes. So there's not really. I mean, there's a there's like processing and stuff like that that's involved, but mainly it's all done through your computer. Um, yeah, is there um, it, like does the helmet have like a headset as well for sound? It's not a helmet, but um, <laughs> you're making oh. it sound lame. Uh, <laughs> uh, there are a headset component to it. Yes, that go over your ears okay. so that you can be like immersed in it. Well. It, it doesn't have that on the developer version that that I have at least. There maybe there's other kits out there that have it, but mine does not have the headset in there. And the pictures I'm seeing from the consumer prototype, it looks like they actually built in a headset that goes over your ears when you put it on your head, so you're fully immersed. Personally, when I'm on the PC, I like to just plug in my my earbuds and plug it in because that way I, I am fully immersed. But I can see if you're plugging in this into like your USB on your PlayStation 4 or your USB on your Xbox One that you'd want headphones automatically in the Oculus Rift. So yeah, or well, a headset in general, not just headphones. Well, yeah, I don't know about the headset facet. Maybe I don't know. I don't want to speak. Well, maybe it'll plug in like it does in the controller. Maybe, yeah, totally. I mean, that would make sense because if you're playing like a first-person shooter and like on the with the with the headset, you still want to talk to people in your in your group chat. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm excited for it. I'm curious to see what the price point would be and when the actual release date is. Right now, they didn't release anything specific. They just said it's instead of a year from now or a couple of years from now, it's actually just a few months away. I'm pretty certain they want it to come out for the holiday, so it's probably going to be like a pre-holiday or at-holiday release. Yeah, I'm still curious about the price point. I, I, I think that's the real one thing I'm, I'm like super curious about. Yeah, I don't know. What would you like it to be? In a perfect world. Besides, don't say free, because <laughs> that's not going to No, gonna I, 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 I think 150 is the right price point. I agree. I think that if they hit I, I, I think 200 is still too expensive. I think 150 will get more people out there to buy it. Like, mm-hmm. here's my problem with it. Like, it, if if I see the headset or, you know, or a 3DS, I'm going to buy a 3DS. Even, even, like, you can get, even get, like, I don't know, even at 200 it seems kind of silly when you could buy a Wii U for 300 and that has, like, all these awesome games for it yeah well you know that's the thing that i don't know we have no idea what their package is going to be like they might give away a bunch of steam keys or a whole bunch of different software that comes with it that you can experience with the oculus rip so yeah i i, I still think the 150 price points where it really needs to be I, I think even the morpheus when that comes out i think 150 is like the sweet spot on that that doubt morpheus is not going to be 150 dude that's going to be at oh, I'm least just, I, i'm just saying though i'm just saying it's going to cost more than the, the system or at the system price from what i think because the developer cost to get one of the developer headsets you have to jump through a lot of hoops and on top of that it's it's that expensive so mm-hmm. um but um so let's let's move on to uh call of duty coming oh, out yeah. today call of duty came out well at midnight today if you were one of those people i was not unfortunately um but I, I do... probably will not be a Call of Duty owner this uh, this time around. I might wait till next year's. I, I was so? too disappointed with Ghosts, and I got too much Destiny to play. I was disappointed with Ghosts as well. 
I don't even remember if I finished the the story mode. Oh, I don't. I never play the story mode. I just jump right on the multiplayer. Dude, I and that's always it. do the story mode because it unlocks cool things for multiplayer. And I get the achievement. <laughs> I don't even really care. I and just I get wanna, the achievement. I just want to get online and shoot people. I'm gonna have to look to see if I did. I I think I did. I'd have to look up the story, and if you didn't play it through, it doesn't matter. You're not gonna be able to remind me. But the the fact is, <laughs> nope. I can't. The fact is, I can't remember it. <laughs> and I keep blending blending stories with the Call of Duty game. The last one I actually vividly remember is uh, Modern Warfare Four. So I I went from Call of Duty Four. And I actually did play through the story and beat Call of Duty 4, so I, I can't say that. Well, it was but awesome. I went from that. Like, the submarine scene and stuff like that, and, like, a whole bunch of... That, I mean, that that was really... I, I liked that game. Yeah, I went from that, and then the, the next Call of Duty I bought was Black Ops 2, so I missed a lot of Call of Duty in between. Yeah. So Yeah, I, I played all of Black Ops 1 and 2. I love those games. Those were great. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but just... I don't know. I heard, I heard this one is... Heard. I can't even speak right. I heard this one is going to be actually really cool, so I'm going to give yeah, it a I shot. Yeah, I just can't drop sixty dollars every year on a Call of Duty game. I just, I, I just can't do it. We'll trade it in if you don't like it. You know. <laughs> there's, well, I, I like Call of Duty. It's just there's so much other, so many other games that come out, and you know, to buy the same game every year, it just gets ridiculous. I know. Well, the thing is, if we could actually get something from Infinity Ward, um, you know, they're so popular, they run out of review copies so well, fast. Well, it's not Infinity Ward this time. Oh, it's it? um Sledgehammer. Oh, that's probably uh probably why too. It's their first. Yeah, it's their first Call of Duty. So yeah, they we'll didn't. They did not have that many review copies to give away. I know that for a fact. So. Well, that yeah, it goes for Activision too, and Activision's pretty stingy. So I don't know. Well, we have a good relationship with them, so I would. Yeah. <laughs> better than Ubisoft. <laughs> yes, I agree. So, way better. But um, so Sony in the fiasco that was the Drive Club PS Plus incident, um, they announced what their next two months of instant game collection is going to be for the PS Plus. Mm-hmm. In December, we get Injustice, Gods Among Us Ultimate Edition, and Secret Ponchos. Which is a fun game. Yes. And then in January, we get Infamous First Light and The Swapper. Oh, the okay, so, cool. So yeah, so we we get some, we get like two. Well, we get one, you know, Blu-ray game, one game that actually came out to retail, and then <laughs> Infamous is a the expansion to one, you know, to Infamous Second Son. So <laughs> I mean, that's two pretty pretty good games. And I mean, they're they're like uh, too bad I they, bought they it. They were saying that. <laughs> yeah, they were, well, they were saying that you know they they were, um, they postponed the Drive Club you know ps plus crap tastic edition be, um because of lingering server issues so i i don't know what their deal is but is if the game you can gonna buy the full still game, work is it gonna come out we've never heard back from their team i have a direct contact over there and he goes dude i have no idea what's going on with the drive club team i am so sorry well, and that's the, that's coming directly the, from sony dude sony <laughs> the, the, well the full game's out it's just the playstation plus edition's not out yeah, I know. Well, I even getting the regular edition that, that was a shit show. So, well, this this is what they should do. If you can buy the regular edition on there, just give it to all Plus members for free at this point. You, you're I agree. Just like, it's, nobody that owns Plus that was waiting for this edition cares anymore. 
that we're just like, oh. well, you know what? This is just a joke, so we're not going to buy it anyways. I'm oh, Anyone yeah, who was going to buy it probably <laughs> bought it. That's pretty much how I feel is that I was going to buy it for the discounted rate since my Sony rep was taking forever to get back to me. And when all this crap happened and they removed it and they were like, oh, we're fixing this, we're fixing that. I was like, you know what? I'm over it. I'm on to the next game because that's how the, this industry is. It's very like it's very moving. And the next game is right around the corner. So if you can't keep our attention, we're not going to pay attention to you anymore. <laughs> You've and missed I need your to move window. my attention to Nintendo because they have a direct coming tomorrow. Yeah. I was gonna say any uh, any that. predictions uh, about the direct? No, not that I can think yeah. of. Besides talking well, about Smash it's, Brothers, it's, obviously. Well, I hope it's not too Smash related because they had a Smash Direct like a week and a half ago. They're probably gonna talk about Pokemon. They're probably gonna talk about Smash. They're probably gonna talk about um, Amiibos. Any updates or future like thing? Like people are chomping at the bits to know more. So they're probably gonna keep leaking information about that slowly till they're right about to come out. I think we might see a little more information about some of the games coming out early next year on the Wii U. What would you like to see more of? I mean, personally, I like to see more of like stuff that we saw at E3, like you know. That's what I was gonna say. Like, like I want to Yoshi, see Yoshi's Woolly Wool and yeah, like, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like all those and other the games. Splatoon. Yeah, and Splatoon. Yeah, they really haven't. I mean, um, even Mario Party Ten, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more. Yeah, of. yeah. Um, maybe some more of X. I mean, there's there's definitely yeah. they have a bunch of games that they've announced that I would like to see more of. They're and probably not trying to, to me, cram it all in because I'm not sure when those release dates are going to hit and if they're spread out. They're doing this very strategically because there are some release dates coming up soon. November is Smash Month and Pokemon. Yeah, we have Smash, and then we all, and then um, in December you have Captain Toad yep. and the NES Remix retail uh, releases. But they did have at their last financial meeting, they did have a couple games listed for um, the first half of next year, and Splatoon was in there. Yoshi's Woolly World, uh, I can't even say it. Woolly, <laughs> Woolly World, World. <laughs> <laughs> was in there. Um, Mario Party Ten was in there. Um, Mario Maker, if you don't remember that yep. title, yeah, that the was level in there maker well. thing. Yeah, that was awesome. Yep. So they have they I mean I think they're gonna start showing off games that'll be out in the first three or four months of 2015. I think that's kind of what this direct's gonna do because I think they're kind of like they want people to know that Smash Brothers and Captain Toad's not gonna be the end of their games. Like if you buy a Wii U, that's not all you're getting. Yeah. You know, it's like a but wait, there's more coming. So I think they're trying to give a little consumer well, confidence in, honestly, in the purchase of the Wii U. I think it's a little too early for that because it's just the beginning of November. I, I, however, agree with you, and I think that they're going to do that in a very strategic way in the next upcoming weeks because they want to tease the Wii U so well for the holiday, all the content coming out, so people are like, man, I don't have a Wii U. I need to buy one for all these cool games coming out. Did you see that direct? Did you see all that cool stuff coming out? Like, I, I need it because not only all the, these cool games are going to come out in like November, December, but all the stuff's coming out next year. I need to have it for that. So yeah, I, and and I think they might keep talk a up. little bit. Yeah, and I think they'll talk a little bit more about the uh, Mario Kart DLC, and I think they'll talk about the amiibos oh, yeah. in, the in Mario out? Kart. Is that November seventeenth? The DLC. Yeah, the Link one. The I'm first not sure. One. I don't think they have actually given us a release date. I know the amiibos are right around the corner, and they did um they did confirm today what they the amiibos will do in Mario Kart. They'll basically give your me character. Um, costumes from the Amiibos. So if you play as Mario, Yoshi, Luigi, Peach, Donkey Kong, Link, Captain 
Falcon, Kirby, Samus, <laughs> or Fox, you can you'll dress up as those characters when you pick your me. That was impressive, so that, by the kinda... way, that you did that all just off the top of your head. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I know my Nintendo characters. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But yeah, so so I'm I'm interested in maybe they'll announce a little bit more what the amiibos will do with some of the other games like Captain Toad and um, Hyrule Warriors. So I, I'm interested in seeing what they, where they go with that. I agree. I am too. I am too. So um, let's go into listener mail because we actually have a question this week. All right. Um, and the question's from Holly, and she wants Hi, to Holly. know what we, <laughs> what we find to be, I guess, scarier or more immersive. I, I guess the mm-hmm. question would be um, horror movies or horror video games. Mm. So I'll, I'll I, let you start out with that. Okay, I was going to say, I guess it depends on the type of game um, and the type of movie, but like we're just stricken, talking strictly just horror in general. For me, I get super invested, and I'm sure a lot of people are on the same page with me on this one. I get super invested in my character in the, in the games, and I'm like, all right, I'm the character, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. So I personally think that it's scarier to play a survival horror game or a horror video game as opposed to watching a movie. Because a movie, I can just cover my eyes or put a blanket over my head or do something or just look away. Um, in the game, if I do that, I die. <laughs> so like, I'm like, I'm still looking. So throughout the whole building up to the scary part and experiencing the scary part and then trying to escape the scary part, I'm still staring at the screen and looking at the screen and trying to get away from it or defeat it or do whatever I need to do. So I, my opinion, I'm going with the video game. Um, yeah, I'm going to kind of agree with you because, um, you know, I don't really care for horror movies. I'm, I'm not going to lie either. to you. Like, I think the plots are really bad. Um, there are some me, that I like, love, like the Alien franchise. I absolutely love that. I don't consider that a horror movie anymore because I've seen it since I was a little kid and well, I've been I, hugely desensitized to it. But I find it more of like a I think sci-fi. You're, I think you're kind of getting at what I'm getting at. Uh, it was actually what I was about to say is I'm more of a fan of suspense movies. Yes. Yes. So like I, I would rather something be like suspenseful. Yes, it could have horror elements and be. I guess they can classify it in the horror genre. But I like it when it's more suspenseful mm-hmm. than gory or yeah, you know, like demons or whatever. I, I, I find that there are certain movies I watch like. You'll, you'll, I don't know if you'll laugh or make fun of me, but like the um, the Rob Zombie one, The House of a Thousand Corpses, like that movie, I know people absolutely love that movie, and I hate it. Like, to me, it was stupid. It wasn't scary at all. It was just a bunch of freako dudes killing people and eating them and chopping them up. And I'm like, to me, that doesn't scare me. That just, like, disgusts me. So yeah, and, and and that's what I'm saying. Like even like Saw and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I mean, it's not. Well, Saw was more scary. suspenseful. Just, I think it's still scary, and it was definitely well, way gory. Well, I think but... sometimes they they try to they try to like outdo themselves and try to yes. be really gory or like hostile. I'm and, talking and about the like, beginning I, ones, by the way. I have I didn't see all the Saw because they went up to like five or six or something like that, which was ridiculous. I, I don't know. Like I think like uh, it could. I, it's not. It's probably not classified as a horror movie, but a movie like Seven to me is like that. That's like pretty awesome. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I mean, back in the old days, even like Freddy Krueger, uh, Nightmare, like Nightmare on Elm Street or like Friday the 13th, like, you know, there's bad guys killing people. You don't know where they're at. You don't necessarily see them all the time, 
but they might jump around the corner or they might do something like so it's like it's suspenseful trying to like scare you and build build it up with music and stuff yeah, like well, that well you know halloween was probably the best at that the original yeah, halloween i agree because like you i don't that. i don't think you see michael myers till what like the probably end, about an hour like, into the like, movie yeah or not the end but like the middle yeah i think the middle of the movie yeah and and, and it's like it did just like uh donald pleasance the guy he plays um the doctor i think it's like dr loomis but um, he, yeah, he does a great job. He just like continually builds up Michael Myers. Like, well, he's actually, just, like, no. The kid kills that person in the beginning of the movie. Well, yeah, but you don't actually see him. No, like, you it, don't. It's first person. But yeah. um, but no, like then Donald Pleasance like builds up Michael Myers like he's some like in, unstoppable monster, and he yeah. they, they they do it through they build it up through like words and through like and through your senses like without actually having to show murders and stuff like that which is a, it, it's great like i love it and like i just love the fact that they just like totally build up this character to be this like unstoppable monster before you even get to see him and it's great yeah. they just do a really great job in that movie uh, of building and setting up the horror elements i see like I, that's the kind of movie i can get into like I, I, i'm not really into like the torture <laughs> porn stuff no i'm not either yeah but i mean one of the horror movies I, I think it's technically a horror movie that i absolutely love and again i'm i'm showing like that uh, i don't know Army of Darkness, you know, three, like with <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Yeah, but those are kind of comical. It's comical, but it's still a horror movie, right? He's killing zombies and people and witches and stuff. <laughs> I don't know, but see, that's, type of, that's the type of movie, the horror movies that I like if I do watch any. I don't I don't like yeah. the so ridiculous, weird, gory, or satanic ones. I just find them yeah, but, um, not appealing. Yeah, I would definitely say games are scary. I remember when I first got my PS4, one of the first games I got was Outlast. I literally played it for i played it for what like 30 minutes and like i just put it down i, I remember you being a sissy about scary. that yeah so and resident oh, yeah, evil it, for me dude resident evil 4 was my biggest like when they start chasing you and crap i i scream you remember that when we were playing that together oh you should you should play outlast if you haven't played it yet mike yeah i haven't played it i'll check yeah, it out. yeah you should totally play it. I, maybe they'll come out with it on the oculus riff and you can really like oh dude out. i will do that i did play that one horror game i forget what it's called off the top of my head remember i said in the review I, this won't be memorable a year from now. <laughs> I can't remember the name. <laughs> um, but yeah, I played that in 3D. So, but okay, so we're on the same page. We both agree. Holly, we think games are. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, what about that Marvel Agent of Shield, man? It's really good. Um, Agents of Shield. I like, the... I, I like that show a lot. We're all caught up. Yeah, and um, I, I like where they're going with uh, Sky's dad's character and. Yeah. Um, the Nazi guy was his name Whitehall. Yeah, Whitehall. I yeah, yeah I don't and, know if they're gonna lead into like her her dad is gonna. Well, what I want to know is there what movie tie-ins coming in these that we don't know. Well, the next movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Avengers Two. Yeah. So, so basically between this and that movie, it, we're gonna see some stuff happen. Some sort of and tie-in. Agent somewhere. Carter starts in January. So I, I I don't know if that's really going to be a tie-in because it takes place back in like the 40s or 50s. So mm. like I, I I don't really think it's that's going to lead into much. I just think it's going to be a cool little eight-part miniseries. Yeah. But um I I think by the end of Agents of Shield and I don't I see I this is all speculation. I don't know what's going to happen. But I really think Maria Hill is going to take over um for Coulson as the director of. I think so. They they, they already kind of teased that in the show. When remember that well, one person it, it, took her place and like with the face mask thing and like he was like offering her the position pretty much if he asked to, <laughs> he was like you know oh no no that's May I'm talking about oh, Maria May. Hill oh. from 
from mm-hmm. from the um from the Avengers movie. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I know exactly who you're talking about now. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, Colby Smolder, Smolders. I think. Yes. Yeah, she's also in How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think well because they're going with the Civil War storyline eventually. Yeah. So I think that I, I think what they're going to do is they'll eventually have because she's like a pivotal character as one as the director of um, Shield in the uh, in the comic book series for mm-hmm. the Civil War. So I I think you're going to like at the end <laughs> of Captain America, you've seen her um, go and start working for Tony Stark. So I, I've a feeling like Stark's going to be pivotal in getting her placed as the director of Shield, and then him, him and her together are going to start the Registration Act. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes. Like I said, I don't want to speculate either, because but I, we're going to definitely see a tie-in in there. I hope it just keeps yeah. that they keep the show running because they have a lot of Marvel movies to make, and it'd be kind of cool if they had all these tie-ins happen, or at least they jumped around to different teams within Shield or something like that to tie into. Yeah, the I think I, I I like all the new characters. I even like Ward's new character, how they have him. I do too. I was surprised that I actually I'm starting to grow accustomed to him again. I'm like, ah, I kind of like him, even though still yeah, exactly. he did all that crazy um, stuff. I mean that the. the the major questions we have at this point really is is like what's the what's the obelisk like what like what exactly is it is it part of you the infinity gauntlet you mean the gauntlet? diviner yeah well <laughs> is it part of the infinity gauntlet or is it just no, or is it just a weapon it's a weapon but i mean i don't know specifically what it is in the show but the infinity gauntlet's the thing in itself unless it's like well, the no, hand but, part but the of infinity the gauntlet it could be one of the gems of the infinity gauntlet that's what i'm saying inside of it yes that that's exactly that's a hundred percent a possibility because the, the dark the dark ether from thor 2 is part of it and so yep. is the tesseract so that's and there's a two, bunch two there's a bunch right of there. gems they still haven't unlocked yet like and found so this is a high possibility that it is one in there that's why it could be oh i'd have to look this up because when you touch it it kills you you know it's it's one of those things where it's like and they call it the Diviner. It could be one of like the the yellow or, or orange um, Infinity Stones, but I, I forget what they do specifically. I'll have to look it up. If I look well, up are, the definitions, like I might different know. Different parts, of, aren't they? Like different essence. Like isn't one like life, one's power, one's um, I forget what the other ones are. I, there's a lot of them. But, there's like twelve or thirteen actually. Um, if you want to get like into it, into it. There's only five main ones though, right? It's just one for each finger. I thought on the gauntlet. Well. Yes, but then there's Infinity Stones and the Infinity Gems. That I, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to be putting in the movie, is what I'm saying. Cause the comments... Well, yeah, and, and we still have a long ways out to those movies come out. That's like 2018, 2019, so... Yeah, because it's like... Cause green, just be a constant build. I, green is soul, orange is time, purple is space, blue is mind, yellow is reality, and uh, red is power. And then gold is ego, go. and pink is rhythm. So, like, there's other ones in there. So, so Star Lord has to have pink, right? Because he got some rhythm. He got some rhythm. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen him in that dance off. Oh, it's actually it it's it's gonna be um Thor's in included in, in those because Loki's got the rhythm one, I believe. Um, or well, at least Loki, Enchantress, and Thanos are the ones that all have owned it in the universe. So I don't know who. That's the thing. I don't know who's gonna have what because they well, introduced the Adam the had... Warlock in in the in the um uh, what's it called Guardians of the Galaxy and the cocoon thing at the end. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. And he had the green one, so I'm I'm not sure which is the soul one. I'm not sure what they're. Yeah, gonna I was about do. to say I know the collector 
had had at least one. So yeah, I don't know. They've already introduced blue, um, and purple and red. So mm-hmm. they have yellow, which is kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah, and... I know. Um, I don't know. I'm waiting. Uh, I'm I'm really st- uh, stoked for the Avengers too. The the last trailer looks so good. I am too. Ch- like. Did you see the one, the um, not the leaked one? Did you see like the one they released after that, where they're all trying to pick up Thor's hammer? No, I didn't see that actually. Oh, you go watch it. I after saw, we get off the I saw the, it's, it's um, pretty awesome. uh, the other one that they released though, uh, the Ultron one. And actually, like, I, I'm not gonna ruin it for you. Just go watch it and then right. call me later. Is the we'll is it? It's it. not part of the Ultron one, right? Yeah, it is. It's 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 like they released it on Agents of Shield's uh, commercial break last oh, week. Oh, I didn't see that. Since it leaked, they put a little bit more into it. No, I see because I watched really the good. Agents of Shield on Hulu, so. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, go 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 look it up. All go right. look for the extended one. I'll do that. But with yeah, with that, I I believe we're all wrapped up though. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So well. until next week. <laughs> all right, everyone. This is uh, Michael and Anthony signing off from Game Theory.com. Peace.